Hear that? It's the sound of someone whacking the ground with a rake. Specifically, they're beating around the bush, which we've done enough of in this ad too, so let's get right to it. The new moneymaker scratch-off from the Ohio Lottery doesn't beat around the bush. Money maker. Play the game and you could win money, up to $2 million. With more than $88 million in prizes, ranging from $50 to $500, Moneymaker cuts right to the cash. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. From Gimlet Media, this is The Nod. I am Brittany Luce. And I'm Eric Eddings. And we've got a special treat for you today. Mm. We are bringing back one of our most popular segments. It's a little something we like to call Good For The Blacks. So a couple weeks ago, we did a live show at the Now Hear This podcast festival right here in New York City. And joining us on stage were a couple of amazing guests. We had... Bim Adewumi, a senior culture writer for BuzzFeed News, and Aaron Edwards, who is the special projects editor at The Outline. Star-studded panel. Yes. The four of us discussed a hot-button issue, Mm. something that a lot of people have opinions Mm. about. You're going to want to stick around for this. So here it is, without further ado, another installment of Good For The Blacks. There's a a trap remix coming soon. Uh, Okay, so I think we've all been in the position at some point where we're, like, faced with an awkward thing that is just somehow related to Black people. In these moments, we're often forced to quickly decide, like, is this phenomenon actually good or bad for Black folks? And that's tough. Like, if somebody comes to you and say, hey... How do you feel about Steve Harvey? Mm. <laughs> like, that's a tough conversation. That's where, that's where we come in, right? Exactly. We, we do all of the work for you, and we take the official vote with some official Black people. Yes. And we give you the official verdict. Is it good or bad for Black people? Yes. What we're talking about today is from Insecure, an HBO comedy series uh, created by Issa Rae. And it's about a black woman trying to figure out how to adult. Erin and Bim, are you guys, are, you, are y'all fans of the show? I watch it. <laughs> We're going to get into it today. Get some Fig Newtons for this. I know, right? <laughs> Fruit snacks. I'm ready. So we aren't just talking generally about the show today. Uh, we're talking about one thing, and specifically one person. One main character who's become extremely divisive. That character is Lawrence, Issa's on-again, off-again love interest. Lawrence, his fans are legion. Yes. And there's a group of men. They call themselves the Lawrence Hive after the Beehive. Are y'all familiar? I'm familiar with the Lawrence Hive, yes. (laughs) Yes. I've observed them in the wild. They're very, (laughs) very, very active on Twitter. And basically, like, if Lawrence slapped your mom in the face, they'd be like, yeah, Lawrence Hive, activate. Like, this, this man can do no wrong in their eyes. He seems like a nice guy, but his niceness can kind of mask behavior that is 
reprehensible. And sometimes you get the feeling that he just doesn't love himself. Yeah. Today, we're going to dig into all of that and find out once and for all. Is Lawrence's character, is he helping more than he's hurting? Let's dig into the pros and the cons. And <laughs> Pro, pros and the cons. We're going we're gonna to get to both. We're going to get to so both. time for we're, both. We'll start with the pros. And I, I'll actually, I'll, I'll kick us off. Please. So, <laughs> <laughs> Please do. So, like, one of the things I think that the show has done really well with Lawrence is build this, like, big intricate storyline around him. We see Lawrence go on this amazing journey. He starts out as this like depressed boyfriend with no drive to single man with like career success who's really just trying to figure out, you know, who he wants to be. It doesn't happen in a montage. It doesn't happen where like one character comes in and is like, hey, this is what you've been doing for the past season and a half. Let me tell you why it's relevant now. This is something that you don't often get to see, like that actual journey that feels like a pro. I mean, sure. <laughs> but do you have any, do you have any pros? I mean, he's a man <laughs> who's alive and... He's a living man. He's, listen, shout out to him. He's achieving, he's walking, He's talking, he has a job. So proud of him. I'm so, I'm Drake right now. I'm so, I'm so, I'm so proud of it's you. It's like when you see Lawrence like walk in the show, I'm like, look at him go. <laughs> look at him existing. Yeah. What an yeah. exciting thing yeah. like, for him to do. This is a tall man <laughs> and he's walking and he's engaging with other human beings using language that they also understand. And I think English. that alone... <laughs> Revolutionary, I would say. Truly. I mean, I am just... This is the biggest troll like, on a podcast that's <laughs> <laughs> ever happened. No, I... no, no, no. All jokes aside, Jay Ellis has a wonderfully cute face. Congrats. Good face. But Lawrence, in terms of him becoming something more in season two, my overall feeling is, yeah, sure, good for you. I don't think it takes away from the fact that he is an absolute menace. He is a bad man. He is a capital B, capital M, bad man. For people listening, Bim is pointing at the photo of Lawrence right now, kind of like Seely in the color purple. Very aggressive. Like wishing some kind of death and destruction upon him. What say you, Aaron? My pros. Um, well, I think that Lawrence really does care. He acknowledges that he is really bad at existing in some ways, and seems to want to try to alleviate those problems by reaching out to people and by like speaking to them, but he's just not very good at it. So I think that this is also a very basic tenet of like humanity, so it's not something to praise. <laughs> um, but he does seem like he has qualities that he's like, oh, I recognize that something happened here that I probably need to uh, step in and do something about versus just completely ignoring it. Uh, it's, I struggle to find other pros with him because... <laughs> Uh, I don't think he's meant to be a very redeemable character. I don't think many of them are. Mm. I have met <laughs> and dated many a Lawrence in real life, which we're going to get to once we get to the cons. But when I think about, like, the fact of his character, like, one of the things that I do like is that you get to see him be the winner and the loser as opposed to, like, always the fuck up, always criminalized, or always, like, the one good black man. So in the first season, you see him just, like, super depressed. 
spoiler, if you haven't seen it, he gets cheated on by his girlfriend at the time, Issa. They're living together and he bounces, he moves out. That's when he starts to go on his glow up journey and he starts to, you know, like seem like he'd been reading a lot of Instagram quotes, you know, finding inspiration on Twitter. And he gets a new job. So you see him at work in the second season. He has a strong cardigan game. He's got a new fade. Like he's in this beautiful, well-lit like startup office. But then you also get to see him when he goes home at night. Like he's staying with a friend on his like blow-up mattress. So it's like he at work, he's like the man. You can tell that a lot of the women think he's cute. And it seems like he's like coming in clutch with the right comments at the right meetings. But like at night, he's still going to go home and pull out that blow-up mattress and have his friend ask him when he's moving out. A thing I appreciate about the fact of his character is that he can be the screw-up and he can also be like the semi-successful app developer. He can be both. I think there's a portion of the of this segment that everyone wants to get to, and that's that's the cons. Yeah. Before we, <laughs> but before we do that, though, I will add one other pro. Um, Lawrence has a, a really amazing butt. Whoa, so shout like out Lawrence's butt. Yeah. I noticed that in the yeah. second episode. Yeah. It's yeah. way better it's than great. the second season. Yeah, yeah, good job, yeah. You weren't Congrats. expecting that, were you? No, I wasn't, because the first season butt is not the second season butt. No, 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 no. The the no it's, it's a good, I mean, it's yeah. good butt. It's, it's a great butt. It's yeah, butt. that's a good pro. Well yeah. done. Let's jump into the cons. I'm going to actually start, because I have a con. <laughs> I bet you have many. I, I feel like I'm in church right now. I feel like I'm preaching. I'm going to go back to Lawrence seeming like a nice guy. So he has that look. You know what I'm saying? That look that a lot of times they have where they're like, oh, you know what I mean? Oh, I mean so well. Oh, like that kind of thing. He doesn't seem like your cookie cutter, like bad boyfriend on TV. Right. And I think that on the show, like the filter of like his whole nice guy thing, that can be so strong that I think it kind of normalizes a lot of his behavior. In fact, I think that there are a lot of people who are maybe in the Lawrence Hive who see someone like him doing shit that they do. And they're like, yeah, Lawrence did it. <laughs> like, YOLO. Exactly. The thing about him that actually bothers me maybe the most is that he never has bad intentions, but the result is the same as if he did. Take Tasha. So after Lawrence gets cheated on by Issa, he breaks up with her, and his rebound is Tasha, who is the bank teller that he went to see all the time. So they're kind of screwing around for a couple of months. I, as the viewer, knew that it was not serious, having been out in the world myself. But... <laughs> Tasha, God bless her spirit, she invited Lawrence to a family barbecue. Again, not something that I would have done in this year of our Lord. But, but basically, so Lawrence, he knows he's not interested in this woman. Comes to the family barbecue, meets her aunties and her cousins, says hi to everybody, shows his face, and then five minutes later, he's like, uh, gotta go. He bails. So she wasn't happy about that. She wasn't. No, and she called to let him know that. We have a clip of this scene. Honestly, I'm just not looking to get into anything serious. You know, I just got out of a relationship and... Wait, hold on, hold on. Are you for real right now? What? My whole family was here and you just ghosted. Do you know how embarrassing that was? Yeah, all right, I'm sorry. I know how much you wanted me to be there. Quit acting like you give a fuck about what I want. Yo, Tasha. You don't think I knew what this was? I knew it wasn't nothing serious. But see, you fronted like it was. You a fuck, nigga. Yo, come on. No, you know what? You worse than a fuck, nigga. You a fuck, nigga, who thinks he's a good dude. Will the church say amen? (laughs) 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 He's a a fuck boy. You know what I'm saying? Tough call. 
that that was like a moment of redemption, I think, for a lot of people. And for the Lawrence Hive, was kind of like a like just a sentient like uh, suck of the teeth. It was like, man, I don't know. Like she, like I don't, yeah. She was, you know, she, she, she didn't know what she was talking about. Like, you know, he's like, he's going to like keep doing, doing his thing. Like, it'll be fine. Like, whatever. Like, she's like, you know, just some side, side, side bitch or whatever. So. That was uncanny. I feel like that at least deserves like a little bit of applause. That was like no, a very was... good performance. I think he is, he's not a bad dude, but he's not a good dude. He is horrifically most dudes. I do not say <laughs> So I think I think many people recognize in him elements of themselves and rather than respond to that by changing they use Lawrence as here is a dude who is essentially me and so what he's doing is not out of the ordinary because I do that shit we don't go to television just for entertainment. We go there to learn and we also go there to reassure ourselves of who we are. And I think when certain men watch Lawrence, they feel at home and they feel at ease and they are reassured. So he is not the worst man in the world. He doesn't pick up women to beat and kill. But he does bad things. And I think... That for me is at the core of what I cannot stand about him. He's kind of like, oh, no, no, it's fine. What I'm doing here, you, I, you, know, you have to understand I didn't mean to hurt you. Well, I'm hurt, so ugh, I don't really give two singular shits about your intent. Sometimes I just wonder, like, beyond his intent, I wonder if he loves himself. <laughs> like, I really... Are you, are you talking about a specific incident? I, I am. <laughs> and All I'll, right. I'll explain for the audience where, where we're going with that. So, like... One of the most egregious examples of, like, like Lawrence's self-hate is his willingness to ignore some pretty racist shit. So, some context. Uh, Lawrence is at the grocery store to buy booze for, like, a party. He loses his debit card, and these two women offer to pay for the drinks. So, they meet again in the parking lot, and I'll just throw to a clip. Dumb dumb. Where are you going with all that drink? Uh, I'm just going to my boys to uh, pregame. Does he look like Craig to you? Oh my God. <laughs> he does. I know, right? <laughs> and then they literally just like lick their chops. Like, and he's like, I'm into this. <laughs> he's like, I keep going with this. So he goes back to their place. And, you know, things happen. Adult things happen. Mm -hmm. But then it kind of takes a turn. In the moment, they're praising his black member, if you will, and what that does to, you know, their white uh, pieces, if you will. Yeah. I was going to say the real word. But say it, say it, say it, say it. <laughs> She's like, literally, oh, you put your black cock in my white pussy. And it's like, whoa. That, and in that moment, you see his face and he's like, uncomfortable, but he can't get out of, I guess, the fantasy of that moment and what this is supposed to mean for him to actually, like, argue for his own humanity. And then it goes further. 
to the point where he finishes with one of the women and the, the next is like, okay, let's go. And he's like, he's like, oh no, wait, I actually just, I need a minute. Like I need a minute to get back in the game. And they're like, well, all the other black guys we've been with, they've been able to keep going and you can't. And even in that moment, he's trying to find a way to salvage this fantasy, not wanting to like advocate for himself to say like, actually, I don't feel good about this. Like, I think this, the scene was satire. So they were trying to send this up and make it the most extreme. But what's kind of crazy is like, like on Twitter, Lawrence Hive, if you, if you will, they were like, oh, you know, he had a good night. This is, this, is, this is the dream. And that voice is represented in the show with his friend the next day where he's like, he's like, oh, like, you beat that up, right? Like, you got that right. Like, oh, I know it was great. I knew it was great. Like, and that's like totally a good way of like writing of the show, like anticipating that reaction and representing it in a character. Yeah. But even that's interesting. Like, this is his best friend. Mm -hmm. And you would think in that moment where he's just talking to his best friend that maybe he's like, you know, actually the shit got kind of weird. But the flip of that is you would expect him not to because his best friend is a black man like he is. And there are expectations of men and there are expectations of black men. And I think it's easier for him to just, I mean, he pauses before he tells the lie. Yeah, it was great. In that pause, you imagine several conversations that he's having with himself. Rather than say, this was horrific, I felt dehumanized, and it was terrible, and I just want someone to hold me. And instead, he goes, yeah, 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 it was great. It was great, because that's what you do. How old is Lauren supposed to be? I think he's supposed to be about 30. I think they're both, I think everybody on the show is around 29, 30. Okay, yeah. Because, like, in his workplace, too, there's some instances that come up that show a little bit how he has this intense lack of perception mm. in which his white bosses listen to his pitch for his app. And he's like really excited about it, thinks it gets a really good reception and whatever. And then he goes back and his coworkers are like, they hated it. And like, they don't want to tell you this because you're black. And I'm like, would a 30 year old guy who's been working and making apps not pick up on this? Like it just, it doesn't really add up to me. Like he's just like, were they? Racist? <laughs> what I don't know. Say? I thought it went pretty well. I did my presentation. They seemed to like it, but I don't know. Something was off. Can someone tell me what happened? Because I don't really know exactly what's going on. I'm a little confused. I'm like, you're a 30-year-old man who's like been making apps and working in tech and you don't know that you have two white bosses who are like afraid to like breach this conversation because you're black. Like, I don't, I don't buy that. That's so strange. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's an issue with, with the writing or something, but there's something going on with Lawrence that like he just has a lot that goes over his head and either he's deliberately choosing to ignore it or just like does not see it at all, which is just a strange and debilitating character flaw. But I think that's part of the character to an extent. I think he has been coddled for so long. Right. Issa basically took care of him financially for the years that he was unemployed. And I think in a way he had kind of abdicated certain kinds of responsibility. I think we can look back and see, you know, manifestations of actual depression. It kind of blunts you to an extent, not so much that you can't fucking spot racism, but anyway, I thought that was an interesting exploration when you were talking about having a vulnerable black man um, who evolves, well, evolves. Uh, um, a bit. He's going from uh, one point to another point. So that's a, that's, a, that's a classic definition and I appreciate it, thank you. But I, I think it's kind of, I'm grateful to at least have that. To Aaron's point where you're like, you know, how can he be 29, 30 and not know? You would be surprised at how many 
And how, like, there's so many different ways that, like, I think men in general are coddled and sort of shielded from reality or disappointment. And for whatever reason, I get the feeling that Lawrence's character was shielded by family or friends or whatever from having to deal with someone telling him no or someone telling him, like, maybe you're not good enough to make this cut. Yeah. Or it doesn't seem like that's his case, but, like, maybe they don't want to deal with, like, some sort of violence, which is the case for a lot of men. And so as a result, there are a lot of men who walk around and they're like, what is going on? People don't fuck with me. I don't know. I don't know what it is. And I think about the things that, the material things that Lawrence has. He has a degree. You know, he's handsome. He is, he has probably a good family, whatever. Like, these are all things that mark him in the pro column. So in his mind, he's doing pretty fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do think... Lawrence's journey isn't done. <laughs> I, I'm wow. just throwing that out there. This is a Jan Lavanzan. I'm him here for it. Go on. He seems like he's at that point where he does want some sort of change. He doesn't want that change to be hard, but it's clear that he wants something. So I'm really curious to see how they continue to evolve that character. And like, what is kind of nice is that it seems like we're going to get to see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that is a good spot to take a vote. And I think that this is a good spot to take a break. Will Lawrence be deemed good for the culture? Or will the Lawrence Hive come swarming at us for disparaging their hero? The exciting conclusion of this Good for the Blacks coming up after the break. So we have some uh, church fans here. Uh, If it's good for the blacks, it's going to be your thumbs up uh, and Obama. Brown thumbs up. up, Yes. And if it's bad, you've got your thumbs down and your Ben Carson. Let's like, can we just quickly define again, when we say good or bad for blacks, we mean like, I think broadly for the like, you know, cultural Bradley. consumption, is he, like, a yeah. good thing to have in the world? Yes. Or yeah. is he, like, we, if he, we'd better off if he didn't exist as a thing? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Like okay. Ben Carson. We're better. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Wow. Say it with your chest. Say, I don't want the feds after I'm me. Speak, be able to speak my truth. with reasoning, or... You can give a little reason, yeah. Okay, okay. Sum it up. Um, Brittany, you want to start? Dang, I'm first? No, I'm scared. Okay, so I'm going to just be bold. I'm just going to say what's on my heart. It's hard. Okay, because on one hand, I can't stand Lawrence as a person. And Lawrence reminds me of a lot of dudes that I know in real life. And I hate watching him. But also, there is like a little bit of this sweet redemption in seeing that type of guy spelled out. Like a lot of times you either see guys who are blanket good or obviously bad, but more often than not in real life, you are meeting Lawrence and your life is hell as a result. To be able to sort of see that spelled out, I actually, I actually, I actually think that that's good. I think that the dudes who are going to ride for Lawrence are the same dudes who are just going to be pieces of shit anyway. You know what I mean? They were never going to get it regardless. Like if Issa had like a, like a perfect black prince if, like, a really amazing feminist, rich Nigerian prince came on the show and was like, Issa, I got you, girl. And was like, Issa, you know, come with me back to Lagos. Quick, quick, quick thing. I, I don't think he exists, but go on. This is great. It's TV, girl. It's TV. So, yeah, like, if that were to happen, like, the Lawrence Hive would still have, they would still exist and they would still have shitty things to say. So, to me, I think that the fact that, that this character is at least being 
shown for what he is, I think is a good thing. So I actually say Lawrence is good for the blacks. I didn't know I was going to say that, but there it is. So, hmm. <laughs> I, I, like, while I am nowhere near Lawrence Hive, I do root for Lawrence to change. Because I do think, like, I mean, I, I'm a straight man, straight black man. I have a lot of straight black male friends. And I have seen folks come out of the other side of this. <laughs> you know, like... But at what cost, Eric? <laughs> I was going to say. And, I mean, that's, that's TBD. <laughs> that's TBD. But all I'm saying is, like, I think, it's, I think it's good to see someone start out pretty, pretty like, shitty and say, hey, I'm kind of shitty. And then he hasn't said that yet. But I, I have hope, is all I'm saying. I think where we're going, I hope and have faith that where we're going, is that that is what is going to happen and that we'll get to see that. If we don't, maybe we should vote again in a few months. But right now, I say Lawrence is good for the blacks. It's weird because like, we came to the same conclusion and I'm like, I don't agree with your reasoning. But Aaron, go ahead. Ooh, okay, this is so challenging. Um, I do think that it's it's important to see characters that are kind of messy and you know don't have it all put together and everything like that. But at the end of the day, like I, there are other things that I would more, more rather like rather see on television sooner than like a really boring, messed up guy like who has nothing really interesting about him. Like I find Lawrence at the core a very boring character and like uninteresting to watch. And so. For me, it's going to be a bad for the blacks because uh, I don't think that he's really treading new ground. Um, oh, fuck it. I think that in as much as we have mediocre white men on television, Lawrence deserves to exist purely as a mediocre black man. So I guess he's good for the blacks or whatever. Like, I think... For me, I'm looking at this, I think he's a bad man. I've said this already. I, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm interested in, on some level in seeing him grow and if that helps other kind of fuckboys in the audience to also grow, then wow, what a wonderful world it would be. <laughs> but when I remove that, there is nothing there for me. On the other hand, as a TV writer and a TV critic, I have to say, until the day that television is as well stocked with shitty, needless black characters as it is with shitty, needless white characters, then really my work is not done. So fuck it. Long live fucking Lawrence, I guess. <laughs> You're here. Wow. Long, long live fucking Lawrence. I, I, I was surprised you were the swing vote in this scenario. Do you know what? Same. <laughs> I am baffled by my own decision making. So I think with that, it's safe to say that Lawrence is good for the blacks. I'm shocked. <laughs> I'm so disgusted. You know, I'm gonna tell you what, I didn't think it was gonna go like that. I didn't think I was gonna respond the way that I voted. I was shocked by the whole thing. I thought I was gonna be hanging out there on the ledge. <laughs> but, uh, you know, them brought it around. She did regretfully, but yeah. she brought it around. <laughs> Still counts. Thank you so much to Bam and Aaron for joining us for that show. Like, they were so great. And their work is so great. Yes. Uh, so we'll link to some of their stuff in the show notes. Be sure to check it out. Mm -hmm. And if you have a topic that you aren't sure, 
is good for the culture, let us know. And maybe we'll discuss it on a future segment. Email us at goodfortheblacks at gimletmedia.com. The Nod is produced by me, Brittany Luce, with Eric Eddings, Kate Parkinson-Morgan, and James T. Green. Our senior producer is Sarah Abdurrahman. We are edited by Annie Rose Strasser. Engineering from Cedric Wilson. Our theme music is by Khalid B. Additional music in the show by Talkstar. Special thank you to John Delore and the rest of the Midroll team for all your help at the Now Hear This Festival. <laughs>